Welcome to Winning Is Not Everything, where we bring sanity back to youth sports by focusing on character development, effort, and sportsmanship, not rankings and trophies. I'm your host, Sean Jensen, former NFL reporter, children's book author, and youth sports coach. Can you believe that this is episode 110 of Winning Is Not Everything? Wow. But today's guest wanted to make sure I was clear about something before we talked. What was the concern? Let's find out. Peter Franzillis is a highly accomplished man, currently serving as the CEO of TeamSnap, considered the top sports team management tool. But Peter had a disclaimer he wanted to make very clear through his PR team. He did not play sports at the collegiate or pro level. Sure, he'd seen some of the previous guests of our humble podcast, but I was thrilled to have him as a guest given his youth sports experience, his current role at TeamSnap, and all the amazing data that his company has access to, which we will share more in part two. And let's not forget this, while many of the young athletes who listen to this podcast may aspire to be a pro, the reality is that most will not but they can still have a lot of fun, learn a lot through sport, and celebrate some special moments just as Peter did. And who knows, maybe you won't play in front of millions on television, but perhaps you can help over 25 million people through your company like Peter does. Let's get to it. Well, I am so honored and privileged to have Peter Fritzillis of TeamSnap join us for the podcast. Peter, thank you so much for taking the time to join me. Hey, Sean. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to the discussion. Well, Peter, the first question I have for you is tell me where you grew up and what your family was like. Yeah, so I grew up out on eastern Long Island in New York. You know, a lot of people envision Long Island as this crowded area where everybody lives and commutes into the city. I kind of lived in between that and when you go out to the Hamptons, right? So a lot of farm fields around, a lot of woods. And, um, you know, growing up, you know, family life with my parents, my younger sister, played a lot of sports growing up, you know, both organized and just in the neighborhood, which, you know, you, you learn different things from both sides of the, the spectrum playing. What were some of those sports that you were really into when you were younger? Yeah, so I played baseball from a young age. And then, uh, you know, as I got a little bit older, football um, and in organized fashion through varsity and, you know, local to the neighborhood, man, it was basketball. It was big roller hockey. You know, we'd go down to the firehouse, bring some nets and, you know, no refs. You just let the kids kind of regulate themselves. Right. And that, that's the best way to start getting the competition going and across all ages, too. I grew up on a military base and that's so that was such an important part of my childhood is just those unorganized games that had no adults within earshot. Now, Peter, to that end, what's your favorite childhood sports related memory? Yeah, so um, I had the good fortune of my senior year playing on a undefeated football team that would you know, just run through the overall county conference that we were in, you know, playoffs, man, the first round, we beat our biggest rival in a nail biter county championships. We beat the team that was most dominant the prior few years. And then we went on to win the Long Island championship. And, you know, I wasn't the star player. I was the second, third starting wide receiver overall, but, you know, being part of a team that through six months was able to come together and have that level of success is something that, you know, has stood with me and, and stuck with me for a long time and will always will. Was there a moment that really kind of sticks out to you that, you know, when you think about that time is a wonderful memory? It, yeah, just as cliche as it is, you know, celebrating on the field after we won the Long Island championship, you know, 
even at that age, a realization of all the work and effort and, and teamwork that went in and, you know, a lot of gratitude to the coaches for getting us there, a lot of gratitude to all the parents for all the support and, you know, having the families come out on the field. That's something that'll always stick with me. Which coach encouraged and inspired you most when you were younger? So I, looking back, you know, there was a number of different fathers that through baseball, especially, you know, as I was growing up, coached and dedicated their time. But, you know, the coach that stands out the most is just my head football coach through varsity, you know, Coach Sip from Longwood. You know, th this dude was tough, man. He was tough, but he cared, you know, he, and he led and he set an example day in and day out. And seeing that level of, of dedication and discipline that he was putting into his craft, you know, and, and by extension leading us, that's something that has always stuck with me and, you know, had a big impact and just that level of discipline and, and organization that is required to be successful, right? And, and it proved it, right? We ended up going undefeated and winning everything. Yeah, you talk about this dedication and this sort of example that he set. What was something that really stood out to you that was different from maybe other coaches that you had experienced? So we had a saying on our football team, pride, spirit, heart, right? And so pride, you take pride in what you do day in and day out. Spirit, like you're part of the team. You're part of the spirit of the team. And, and come with that comes a level of accountability and, you know, dedication that you need to look across, you know, the locker room. You're one person on a football field of 11, right? And so you, you need to do your job and you need to be accountable to the rest of the team. And then heart, which is just the discipline that you need day in and day out to be successful, right? And to continue to push forward through tough times, through times that are hard. But that level of discipline is critical to overall success, whether in sports or, you know, what I found in, in my professional life as well. What was the most valuable lesson you learned through a challenge or defeat? Yeah, you, know, you stand by your team. You know, that, and that, stays, that sticks with me today. You stand by your team, you celebrate the wins, but more importantly, you stand by everybody during the losses or during challenges, right? You don't point fingers, you don't place blame. You're gonna win as a team, then you're gonna lose as a team, right? And you gotta be strong enough to be able to assess why you lost and what the reasons for that were. And, you know, there were some tough games that, you know, we weren't able to pull it out, but you get better, right? You get back on the field the next day, and you, you assess and you pivot where you need to, but you get better as you go. Yeah, Peter, you, you talked about your brilliant senior year when you won the Long Island Championship. But what was that defining moment before that that really kind of brought that team together? Was it a loss the previous season? Was it something that happened before, you know, during the summertime before the season actually started? Yeah, I think it was two twofold, man. You know, our our junior year, we had a, a core group of seniors that were leading the team and we just weren't able to deliver, right? It wasn't a good mix of talent. So, you know, that leading summer, the following summer leading up to our senior year, you know, we changed our defensive scheme. We came together as a group. We had a significant core of seniors that have been playing together since they were eight, nine, 10 years old. And so, you know, a realization of that, that senior class that, hey, this is on us, right? This is our last opportunity to go do this. You know, because of the losses that we had that prior season, you know, I feel like it was really a springboard for us to then all come together. What's something you wrestled or struggled with in middle or high school? <laughs> Man, twofold. One, physically, like I couldn't keep weight on. You know, like I, I was a small, scrawny little kid. My, my mom was giving me two milkshakes a day because I was so active. But 
I just couldn't keep weight on. And so, you know, through middle school and then junior high, especially um, into high school, like I played with some big boys, man. I mean, we, we averaged across our offensive line nearly 300 pounds senior year. I'm like a buck 65 playing wide receiver, right? Like I'm a little wow. fly jumping on these guys' shoulders. So a, a regimented diet was uh, was needed. And this wasn't a healthy diet. This was like milkshakes and chocolate chip cookies to keep weight on. Um, but, you know, it was that. And then it was also the balance between just school, sport and having fun. Like I was in a lot of honors and kind of AP college placement classes. But, you know, I figured out the exact amount of work to do and not to do just to get a B. And I, w- I was good with that overall. But it was always that challenge between, you know, what you needed to do during the day in order to get those grades and be clear to get on the field and then, you know, being able to play on the field afterwards. Peter, what would you tell your eight, 12 and 16 year old self? Get your act together earlier, man. Like (laughs) I I had a lot of fun (laughs) growing up through college, you know, even in teenage years, uh, it was all over the place. Right. And uh, it took me a while through my 20s to just have a realization of like, okay, like you're wasting your talent. You're wasting what you're capable of. Time to focus and get your act together. And, you know, just don't think you know everything. You know, it was a little bit of a nobody can tell me what the right answer is. I got to figure it out myself. And, you know, until you have a realization that others are around you that have the experiences, that have the knowledge, listen to that and incorporate that. It took me a while through life to, to recognize the value there. As much as you loved sports growing up, when did you sort of shift that focus and realize, one, there wasn't maybe a future in playing in sports, and then two, what shifted your focus toward business? So it was definitely mid-late 20s. Oh, look, there was a realization I wasn't going to play sport my senior year in high school, junior in high school, right? Like, I knew I wasn't going to college to play on an athletic team. I had played my entire life. I enjoyed it, but... There was also a part of me that realized there was a chapter closing, you know, especially as we we're celebrating that that last game uh, with the Long Island Championship. And so, you know, that kind of closed early on for me. Now I've always done intramurals and, you know, continue to play on a, a middle age men's softball league where we're probably too old to be on the field, but still trying to play. Um, now with business, man, it was probably mid late 20s. It, it was just the realization of like it's time to grow up, right? It's time to start focusing on this next chapter of life and what do I need to do in order to almost catch up a bit? Uh, You know, I had a lot of fun during my 20s, lived in Manhattan, it was a great time, had some great friends, still do, but it just, there was a a need to kind of pivot. And so started studying hard for my GMAT, went back to business school, did that part-time while I was also leading a global sales organization. So traveling around and trying to do a part-time MBA not something I'd recommend, but you know, it, again, how to put the time in, right? And so that was a three-year journey that also concurrently uh, in line with some things that were going on at work matched up really well and opened up a lot of doors for me. You did go to a school that does very well in sports and also is known for its academics. Uh, I I did consider going to journalism school at Syracuse. But during your time there as a student, were there some really exciting times related to sports? Uh, Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, 03, we won the NCAA basketball national championship. Like Carmelo, Jerry McNamara, Akeem Warwick. That was a team. And, you know, half that team were freshmen. So seeing what these young guys were doing and everyone hoping that Carmelo was going to come back, but we kind of knew who was going to the NBA right afterwards. 
you know, between the Sweet 16, Elite 8, and then the Final Four, like, campus just shut down, right? You have professors that are up in Syracuse that are lifelong Syracuse fans, and they're celebrating just as much as the kids were. So that was a wild weekend, you know, just a, a memory that um, me and my friends and everybody up there will always have. Were you able to get to the games? The regular season games, definitely. The tournament, I did not. I didn't have the financial means. The The Final Four was down in New Orleans. I had some friends that went down. But to be honest, given the party that ensued, I'm happy that I stayed on campus. <laughs> So I went to Northwestern University, and my second year there, magical run, we go to the Rose Bowl, right? And, and just like you, I uh, didn't have the financial means myself, so I call my dad, and I say, hey, Dad, Northwestern's going to the Rose Bowl. You know, can I get some money so I could fly out to Los Angeles and Pasadena and, and go to the game? He says, well, how much you figure it'll cost? I said, oh, five, six hundred bucks. He says, nah, I'm sure they'll go again. <laughs> So we, we haven't come anywhere one close, day, unfortunately. One day, man, one day. And you know what? When you do get to go now, it'll be that much sweeter. Oh, yeah. When, when Northwestern made the NCAA tournament a few years ago, our first time ever, oh, you best believe me and my best friends flew to Utah, you know, so that we could witness those games. But uh, that was different. Love it. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Winning Is Not Everything. Please make sure to like the podcast and subscribe to the podcast so you can immediately get the latest episode. If you have any comments or questions, visit my website, seankjensen.com, and go to the contact page where you can even leave me a voice recording. Winning is not everything, but the three H's to be a real hero in life are hustle, humility, and heart. I'm your host, Sean Jensen, and we'll see you again next time.